Monday. Welcome to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a great one. And we're going to try to make it a little bit better for you now. Tonight, we welcome a panel of fitness experts to help us discuss wellness and getting in shape and making that commitment for ourselves and what we need to do. Some of us don't even know the first step of what to do. But uh, they're going to join us tonight. Really great conversation. So stay tuned for that. Hot Topics are breaking down everything everyone's talking about. In a recent um, episode of the Red Table Talk, Jada Pinkett Smith uh, and her daughter, Willow Smith, they both com uh, confessed that they had considered getting the BBL surgery. Uh, they had an a, a expert on there to talk more about it and why it's one of the dangerous surgeries. Then we're talking about Real Housewives Atlanta. Cynthia, uh, Cynthia Bailey and Portia Williams both announced last week that they are leaving the show. So a lot of people are wondering, okay, what's going to happen with Housewives Atlanta? Then we talk about there was a uh, statue or three statues unveiled in New York honoring George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and John Lewis. And they have already been uh, vandalized, especially the George Foreman uh, statues. And then C uh, Congresswoman Anaya Priestley, she thinks that uh, she actually she, uh, put forth a bill that would allow Medicare to cover wigs for women and women who are suffering from alopecia and cancers and things like that. A lot to discuss, but one of mine are all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course our official website, StephenIShow.com. Also go to our YouTube channel, The Stephen Ice Show. Please subscribe. We appreciate you. When we come back, the question of the day and hot topics right back after this. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, Trouble she causing the way that she rocking and shaking up too much. On in a fat to matter, put it on me like she from Kakatai. All the men and scatter, that all bene, I want in a chakrai. When you tie your lapa, and you wear your skin test, when you rocking your too much. Bang, I want my ray. Chamu, I won't take you. Anything you want, I give it to you. Take my knee, my money, my car, my clothes, my everything. Everything, oh, so far, eh? I can never suffer, eh? 
hurting That's the nigga they chasing But they jupa she jacking Mange never suffer Well, play you now, see funk, get capping. Like I said before, hungry line blocking. You leave it, another scam, man, we'll pop it. Grab it, squeeze it, we'll drop face. That it time, you will be trying how to catch it. You know you're missing a casa by the bete. Fix it, oh, fire, trying how to catch it. Then you want speed series now till they get Pretty girl, let me take you out of dinner. I got a cheddar, forgive me, I was a sinner. Gonna be better from January down to December. Take trips, go to spots if you're in the winter. So sexy, gorgeous, and beautiful. Everything. That we do is so memorable. I'm feeling you from your head down to your toes. Don't have to speak on it, I'm gonna show. Anytime she walking, the boy them be watching. Anytime she walking, the boy them be jacking. Baby girl, you temptation. Anytime you turn girl, you confusion. Baby girl, you temptation. Anytime you turn girl, you confusion. That's the nigga they chasing But they jupa she jacking Mange never suffer Girl, make happy. All I wanted to do was make you happy. 
Miss Robbie from Welcome to Sweetie Pies, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. Tonight, we welcome a guest panel of fitness experts to help us all do what we have to do, get our mindset right to make the changes we need to do for our wellness. So, you definitely hear the conversation, it's a really good one, and look forward to sharing that in a later segment. All right, so uh, I want to draw over social media, media, Facebook, Instagram, of course, our official website, thestephennightshow.com, and uh, go to our YouTube channel, The Stephen Knight Show, comment and subscribe. We appreciate what you've been doing so far. Again, we're nominated for ATL's Hottest Entertainment Awards for online radio show. Please go to our website, stephennightshow.com, and vote for us. We definitely appreciate you. And this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, October is. So um, ladies, do what you have to do to get checked. And even men, because men get um, impacted by this too, but obviously more women are impacted. So, so get your mammograms, do what you got to do, talk to your doctors, and um, 
for those that we lost to this horrible disease. We're thinking of you and those that are fighting to keep fighting. You got this. All right, our people, how you, my people, how y'all feeling? Feeling good, feeling great, feeling good. How are you? I cannot complain. You know, this is actually a really good Monday for me, so I'm very excited. You know, usually how are you enjoying the new job, Stephen? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, the job is great, but we are extremely busy right now. It's a good and, thing, right? Oh, you know, it is. But I mean, like Tuesday last week, I was just overwhelmed because it's so much. And like we we have so many openings. We have company wide, we have over 900 openings. Um wow. I'm I'm only over the IT. Um, but we just got like 20 on my desk uh last uh Tuesday. I'm training a new person. Now mind you, I've been there two months, but the person that um recruited me, she actually is on maternity leave. So I had to learn a lot in the short amount of time, but I had a great teacher. So but it's going good. And, and the good thing about being busy, it makes the day by go, go by faster. You know what I mean? So good. Yeah. All right. Well, our question of the day is what is something you think is overrated? I'll ask you first, Elenia. Hmm. The only thing that comes to mind is the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I, what's overrated? I, ooh, I, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I can't even, yeah. I'd have to hear everybody else's answers. <laughs> what do you think, Chigar? So I can't think of anything at the moment, but I'm still a little, I'm going to take it back a little bit. I'm still a little flabbergasted by this whole Popeye chicken sandwich craze, why everybody <laughs> was going off fighting and killing one another for these damn chicken sandwiches. Like, right. seriously, a chicken sandwich? A chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that was overrated. Right, right. Now, yeah. The first thing that came to my mind was just brand name fashion. Mm-hmm. Brand name fa- fashion. I, I, I think it's a bit overrated, um, obviously, for the industry to make money, but uh, I just think it's all overrated. Too overrated. Yeah. Some of the responses on uh, mind your social media was down most of the day. I think so, El Boogie so, got El Boogie might have something new now. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Alleged IG fitness models. Mm. Oh, they were stressed today. Some some of those. Social media was down. <laughs> oh, is that what was it really? Yeah, Facebook, was Instagram, down. and yeah. uh, WhatsApp were all down. I was trying All to check some, check some ads earlier and I couldn't get in. I thought it was just me. Okay. No, okay. it was oh. worldwide. They, yeah, oh, everything worldwide. that's attached to Facebook was affected because I text Steve and I said, yeah. I can't even post, bro. Like, so what's WhatsApp, going? WhatsApp was down too, wasn't it? All that was down, yeah. Right. Okay, okay. And, okay. And Mark Zuckerberg lost uh, $7 billion. Was it $7 billion or $7 million? $7 billion. Well, he lost that much. Within the time it was, it was uh, really no. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, he'll recover that. I'm looking for who cares. Exactly. <laughs> right. Well, you know, they're under a lot of fire because, um, you know, the whistleblower that worked at Facebook, she's been mm-hmm. dropping dimes. And so they think that might have been associated, but some people say a little boozy did it because um, <laughs> oh. he getting kicked off. <laughs> he was getting kicked off. He got kicked off of Instagram again uh-huh. for whatever reason. I don't know why they keep kicking this man yeah. off. 
Like what, 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 all what, the stuff that's on social media, you choose, you pick and choose who you want to kick off and right. you pick and choose how people's algorithms are going. That's why a lot of people complain, especially when it comes to Black Lives Matter stuff and mm-hmm. all that stuff. You know, it's, 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 it, it, oh yeah, they got some stuff with them. What, yeah. what, what killed me? Oh, go ahead, Steve. No, no, because they were saying how, you know, if you're going to challenge people like, you know, Donald Trump, you don't have a page. But the Taliban does have a page. You know what I mean? So it's like, it has to be fair on who you're silencing. What are you going to say now? It's just, what killed me was when uh, Little Boosie came on and, and was going at, I thought that platform was, how do you say this platform? V-I-M-E-O. Vimeo? Vimeo, yeah. That, that's how I thought you said it too. So when Little Boosie came on talking about and uh, Vimo, get my stuff off your site. And I kept saying, who is, I was thinking, who is he talking about? Vimo, Vimo. Then I looked in the caption and said, I said, this man. He's <laughs> He's he don't ever pronounce nothing right. No. He a little special. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone responded, they said Beyonce's overrated. People said oh, wow. my question today is overrated. They like, oh, <laughs> your question, wait, your question of the day is overrated? They were just joking. Yeah. Oh, I was like, how oh, dare yeah. they? I can see the, the, I can see the Beyonce yeah. one too. From from a from a marketing standpoint, mm-hmm. I can see that. Someone said the statement: "The customer's always right." That's overrated. I agree. Oh yeah, that's definitely overrated. I agree, especially now during the pandemic. Take advantage. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Some people said roller coaster. Someone said coffee. Someone said lobster. Someone said soda. So anyway, tweet us at home. Let us know what you think is overrated. Uh, Stephen Knight show SHO. All right, so you know the BBL surgery is one that celebrities and business moms and business women and moms are undergoing. And Dr. Say is the most dangerous cosmetic surgery because you risk the chance of um, blood getting into uh, I'm sorry, you risk the chance of actually infecting the blood vessel. Well recently on the Red Table Talk Jada Pinkett-Smith and um, her daughter, Willow, they both said that they had contemplated um, And they're both glad they didn't do it. Willow said she was gonna do it, but then her mom just showed her how to, you can do it in the gym and get it naturally. Cause she said she just wanted a little plump. She didn't want like the big old, <laughs> um, but she's glad she didn't. And they actually had the surgeon on there, um, a doctor who said he, he won't even do it. He said, um, now these things um, that plastic surgeons are trying to, things they're trying to do, they're trying to develop technology that will tell you when um, they're in the muscle. But he said, I don't think that's good enough because some of the, some of these very large veins go through fat also. So, cause you know, it's distributing fat into those areas to make them bigger. So I was kind of shocked that um, Jada had thought about it, but let me start with you, Lanita. Do you think women, there is this pressure? Because everyone's looking the same, you know, the younger mm-hmm. rappers and all that, they're all looking the same. Do you think there's a pressure to have that, um, keep that look up? I think now in the in the space and time that we're in, there's definitely pressure. Um, speaking from a personal perspective, um, and I, I talk about this with Chike. Now, I always say, I want this fat sucked up out of me. And I'm talking about my belly and, you know, like, you know, stuff like that. But there was a point where I thought about, like, well, what if you took out this belly fat and put it in my booty? Just, you know, just plump it up just a little bit more. I, I've had that thought. And then, you know, when you're on social media now and I've had these feelings, it's like I'm scrolling and it's like I see these broads with the same body that are yeah. making me feel some type of way about my body. And I'm like, 
but y'all all look the same. None of you look different. And then there's a price that comes with that because you're only doing it for vain reasons. You're not doing it for a reason of substance. It's not something to save your life. You're doing it for surface purposes only. Um, I still want liposuction. I ain't gonna lie. But, um, you know, as far as that goes, I don't want, I don't want to build a, a build a, a build a whole body. Uh, you know, I, I want something that fits me and that's for me. And I know that like, you know, I got to listen to that one down there in the corner and my boyfriend and you just go to the gym and do what you need to do and get back into what you used to do. Da, 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 da. So, you know, I ain't getting no surgery. Yeah. Well, you remember, like, Kay Michelle, she had some very adverse effects from her surgery, where she's, I mean, her, her, the procedure, where she had, like, so many surgeries to kind of reduce some of the work that she had done, and where it was detrimental to her. Um, now, you're like, mm-hmm. Restructured. Right. Restructured. She had to get a whole restructuring, yeah. um, because it's maintenance. You have to, like, it's maintenance. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of those bras don't go to legitimate people either. Right. right. So, and they go over Crazy. yonder. Uh-huh. Not, you're not even in state. You know what I mean? I mean, women right. have died going to mm-hmm. another country trying to get this done because it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, what do you think about this trend? BBL? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's it's... I guess it comes with its sets of advantages and disadvantages for those interested, but I'm with Lanie on this one. Um, you know, it, I, I think it's it's more of a psychological issue, something that needs to be addressed versus some, you know, fixing your body. I think it's more of of something that you probably have to address in, internally so that you don't, you know, uh, put yourself in, in this type of danger, you know, health danger, so to speak. But uh, Again, I, I'm not walking in everybody's shoes, so I guess some people need this for confidence. Some people feel they need this type of a thing. Um, I would be more concerned with the dangers of it, the dark side of it, more than anything, and, and figure out a way for me to get around some new people, a new support circle, and limit my Instagram feed to the right people who are doing things uh, in, a, in a much more healthier way or, or wholesome way. Um, but again, like I said, that's just me from the outside looking in. I've never had this conversation with anyone that I personally know. I've never wanted to do this myself. So um, I don't know much about it, but I do see it as a trend. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not attracted to that particularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, um, we were talking about social media and you're saying, seeing these women post online. That's one of the reasons why Facebook and Facebook, Instagram are under um, scrutiny because they're saying that for younger women, them seeing those images, that's that's like it's like it's, they say it's like an addiction. It's like um, drinking, you know, smoking. It's it's an addiction to to. It's kind of like you're making yourself feel bad, but you're addicted to seeing those images um, at a young age. Um, she can you from a medical uh, standpoint. The fact that a doctor there, and there are several doctors that I've heard of that won't even do this. They won't take on this procedure. Um, should that make someone think twice before <laughs> doing this? So I would, I would suggest, and it should be a part of the um, pre-surgery, 
that someone actually watches a surgery to see what actually happens. And I guarantee you, half of the people that want these type of surgeries wouldn't get them if they saw what a body looks like in the middle of surgery. I, I, I see it every day. And it looks like, you ever see a slab in the butcher house hanging from the, the hook? Mm -hmm. That's what the body looks like when it's laying on the table as they're dissecting you and cutting you up. And here are some things to think about. Going back to what you said that you were surprised that Jada Pinkett Smith um, was considering it. Mm -hmm. um, Jada Pinkett Smith messes with her face. Yeah. I don't know if you've paid attention and you've seen her cheekbones, her mm -hmm. jawline. That's not real. Mm -hmm. that's, that's injections. So mm -hmm. if you would do the injections, you definitely would do the other stuff. Once you get on that path of plastic surgery, it's like getting tattoos. I mean, I, I know from firsthand, they're addictive. So that messing with your body and seeing those results in that instant gratification is addictive. But what they don't talk to you about and what people don't mention is the upkeep. You can't just do it and just be done here. With it. You just can't uh -huh. just do it and just be all right. You have to do upkeep. Um, Tony Braxton had issues with her breasts. They were leaking. She had them, she had them removed twice to the point mm -hmm. where she just had them removed totally. Mm -hmm. um, there are several, several instances of people with leaking and as you age, when you get things put in, the, 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 um, the placement of your jaws and your, and your cheekbones, as you age and your body changes naturally, those things shift. Mm -hmm. And that's why people start to look crazy. You see certain people, certain celebrities, while well, I keep them nameless, you know, you have nostrils bigger than the other. You know, your nose is lopsided or you have a crooked smile or when you smile, one eye is bigger than the other. And it's because of these injections and surgeries that you're getting, you're, you're dismorphing yourself. Yeah. I can never see myself volunteering to get surgery. Go ahead. Um, well, not, not a question, but I, I thought, which it doesn't seem like, I thought at one point in time, before you got any kind of major elective surgery like that, that you had to get some form of psychological assessment yeah. mm -hmm. to determine, you know, like, you know, if you're doing this for not if you're going to cute, not if you're going to Columbia. They don't care about well, that. But but also too debit card. That's true. But also just like now you said, for the love of money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just I, I just thought that that was that that part um, was interesting because, you know, I, I watch um, Jesus. My 600 pound Miami. Life. Oh, no, okay. no, no. My 600 pound life and those people on there, they expect for this doctor to give them this quick fix of getting this surgery, but he forces them to work mm -hmm. before they even get approved for the surgery and they're mad at him for forcing them to work. And then when they don't do what he told them to do, he's like, well, you ain't getting it. And they're furious, but he's like, mm -hmm. this is not a quick fix. This is a lifestyle change. You have to do X, Y, and Z before I can even approve you. And even right. once I approve you, you still got to stay on track until you get to the surgery. And after the surgery, you still got to stay on track. Because once that stuff starts, once that fat starts melting off, then we got to talk about skin, um, mm -hmm. skin removal. Mm -hmm. And people just don't understand as much as you know, you want it done, it's not a quick fix. So these these fix fix the whole bodies, like it's 
it's temporary. Yeah. It's real temporary because you gotta up, you gotta maintain that. And most of these bras are just living off of that body. So what you gonna do as you get older? Yeah. Think about it like this. Your body is a miraculous machine, right? It heals itself and it always will try to resort back to its natural state. You don't think that your body's going to look like a, look at a foreign object in your body and try to expel it and try to resort back mm -hmm. to its natural form, i.e. look at little Kim. Mm. I.e. Have you seen Madonna's face lately? Have you Ooh. looked at her? Snatched. Like, you have to you, just pay attention to people. They're just not. And you have to keep that up. So as time goes on, you start to change how you actually look. Mm. And I will say this. Um. Tonight is the perfect night for us to be talking about this because we have fitness experts in the, mm -hmm. on the show. Anything that you want to do with your body, you can do by working out physical fitness. And mm -hmm. there are procedures for you to, to go get done that doesn't require a scalpel cutting your skin open. Yeah. There's, there's this thing that you can go get a butt where they take a suction cup and, and pull your butt. Uh, you know, it's called body sculpting. And they pull your butt with suction cups over mm -hmm. a period of time and it redistributes the fat and it pushes it into mm -hmm. another area. You don't mm -hmm. have to get cut. There's right. alternatives, but everybody wants the quick fix. Yeah. Instant gratification, Instagram, internet. Yeah. You know, everybody wants it fast. Microwave. Yeah. Be careful out there. All right. So Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, last week it was announced that Cynthia Bailey she announced that she won't be returning after 11 years, and then Portia Williams announced that she won't be returning after 10 years. And a lot of people think, where's this going to leave the show? Now, former Real Housewives of Atlanta um, star Kim Zosiak's her daughter, Brielle, she thinks that the popular show should wrap it up now that the show's OGs are either gone or leaving. Last week alone, again, we talked about Cynthia and Portia, uh, but she took to social media and she said, she's 24 years old, she said, everyone, no, she's, I'm sorry. She said, no Nene, no Kim, no Portia, no Phaedra, what's the point? Now, many of the fans did show, uh, show that they understood her comments, Apparently, some gave her a hard time because she included her mother in that group. But the 24-year-old clapped back to the haters in defense of her mother. She said, everyone's so hot and bothered about me adding Kim as if she wasn't giving you drama, extraness, trashy, classy, funny one-liners for years. Please give credit where credit's due. Everyone knows Kim and loved her at one point, even if you don't anymore. Sour, sour apple, bitter bitches. <laughs> but apparently, the criticism didn't stop. Because Brielle had to fire off again another tweet. She said, hey, I hate her too. Met her man, a good one at that. Glow up, had a hell of babies, lives in a beautiful home, is successful, et cetera, et cetera. I smell the jealousy. So there have been rumors about who's supposed to be um, joining the new cast, including one of Akon's wives. I didn't know he had more than one, but one of his wives would be joining the cast and some other uh, names. Do you think, um, I'll start with you, Chica, do you think because this show, you know, they've had such a long, you know, the cast have been there so long for the most part, especially like some of those OGs, do you think it can recover um, essentially almost like a new show if you don't um, include uh, uh, Candy, Marlo, and whoever else? What do you think? So I look at it like this. It's about time. It's about time. They've been around for a long time. Uh, it's not my cup of tea anymore. I used to watch it in the beginning. Yeah, I outgrew it. I've matured. 
So I don't watch that anymore. However, um, I do believe that it's time for some new blood. Why is it not possible that a new breed, you know, comes in and they get the success that the uh, former cast members have? Why not pass the baton? That's how life, it happens in life, you pass the baton. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think a show like this can recover with some of their biggest stars leaving? Absolutely, absolutely, of course. You know, it'll be a new generation of fans and new generation of supporters. Those people, the, the legacy team, uh, you know, they'll still have their fans and they'll probably show up and pop up here and there. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, easy to do when business is business and, and marketing is marketing, easy to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and Portia, by the way, has another show coming out on Bravo, uh, things later this month about her family. So that'll be interesting. Because, you know, she has the whole storyline with her new fiance that was the uh, another former castmate's right. husband at the time when she joined. So I guess I'll talk about that. Uh, Lania, what do you think about this changeup? Um, those type of shows are not are not my thing. Um, I just don't like seeing women of color act a complete and utter fool, and then your friends, mm-hmm. fake friends, whatever that is. I don't like to see it um, because it's phony. Um, so I mean, I mean, you can you can pass the baton. You can because they can always come back for reunion shows like they do you know, and chime in and tap in, they could come and be a surprise guest, you know, um, they're not going to lose their fan base, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you just, you're moving on and and you're introducing a set of new wives. And and I think, yeah, Akon got about four of them, but nobody knows which one is the real one because the right. two of them are fighting because she's like, I didn't know that that was his wife. And, uh, you know, so he got a lot going on. So I guess, his wives would be a good pick. Right, that's true, that's true. Well, we'll take a quick commercial break. When we come back, find out why Congresswoman Anaya Presley uh, thinks that wigs um, should be covered by Medicare. Right back after that. Yes!
take a trip to Tobago, my heart They know what we sip, they know what we sip They know what we sip when we get to the bar Help you button up your overcoat Hold the toast, bottle like half a brick Schoolgirl, why your Kim study Latin lit Passionate, love to help the less fortunate Triple threat, had them all without a gorgeousness Homesick, talking about she love the snow Different places that her mother and her cousins go Bungalows, wanna hide like one of those Do nothing, run around in the underclothes Summer glow, back home sipping over yo Road to riches, she acting like she know the road Showing you things I ain't supposed to show Next winter, we skiing in the Poconos And in my mind, I'm really hoping so Mind sex, our bond is so emotional Simple life, top down on the open road Black and white like when Jay Mechalogelo Just being a dad though, like Castro, mom's name Cassandra To this day, yeah, she still make the best lasagna There's nothing left for me to ponder Beat you with a bow like it's a privilege and an honor We at the penthouse in Palazzo In the Venetian, we was next to El Chapo Now we lost out in Cabo The greedy ass, you a fiend for a taco Just got those books, she like to read a lot In the water, on them jets like the ski a lot Tequila shots, batting bougie on the radio That Jose got her acting like she Quavo For the pesos, hit me with a pole dance Made it rain, we got a different type of romance In the air, love it when you slow dance She a stallion, she ride, I'm using both hands Both plan to enjoy this little odyssey Beach hop to avoid the monotony Nostradamus, seen it like a prophecy Mrs. Long, yeah, I'm thinking quite possibly They look at us like we a novelty Pop out and paparazzi on the property It's 
Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the First Lady Faith Evans, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the show. Don't forget, we're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, our official website, thestephennightshow.com. Also, check us out on YouTube. Comment, subscribe, and like. We definitely appreciate you. All right, so there was an exhibit exhibit uh, created in Union Square in New York City. It was recently unveiled for the world to see. It was three bronze statues honoring the lives of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and John Lewis, who all passed last year, and they were placed in that area. And while the statues initially received praise, it seems like others weren't, uh, weren't here for the touching tribute. According to photos take, taken on Sunday, the George Floyd uh, artwork was vandalized. The Shade Room spoke with an artist who works with the uh, uh, Comfort Art, uh, the organization that in charge of the exposition. Um, and according to Denny, that's the person, uh, this wasn't the first time the statue had been vandalized. The sculpture also was defaced with black paint um, in Brooklyn earlier this year. This time, George Floyd's uh, bust was covered with gray paint. Now, there was a surveillance camera that caught the guy doing it. And he did it like at 10 o'clock in morning, broad daylight. He was on a skateboard. He threw the paint and kept going. And there were people that were watching him because I saw the, the video. But this is all according to ABC uh, 7 New York. Now, and, and police are searching for this person, and they supposedly have already fixed the, the statue. But I find it interesting because when I saw um, the statue on Friday, I believe, out, it was on um, uh, morning, it used to be CBS's morning, but now it's called CBS Mornings. I, was, I saw it on their Instagram page, and you know, the majority of the comments were very negative. So some some were negative to all of them. Most of them were negative to George Floyd, calling him a felon. So we're we're honoring felons, and and uh, I was just kind of like, okay, uh, Naya. First of all, are you shocked that this is happening? And now, mind you, the the statues will be moving. They're going to be going to different cities so people can see it. But this is just a temporary place till October thirtieth. But are you shocked that this is happening? Absolutely not. How you saw those statues and felt what you felt when I saw them, I knew that is exactly what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. At this point, I think, you know, this is not the time. It's never really been the time for any type of statues of, of, of any, any of these types of figures on either side. I think it's just, it's not the time. Nobody, people are going to deface them. They're going to just try to destroy them. I think that money's better used or those efforts are better used in putting actual funds together or things that are really going to be conducive to the cause or the causes behind each of those figures. So the artists could have gotten together and rallied up into done some types of fundraisers or ongoing fundraisers. I think the money's better spent in other ways. I, statues will be defaced over and over again, and they're going to take money to fix over and over again. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's pointless at this, at this point in time. I think they should look at ways to, to, to put money into different uh, efforts and figure out more creative ways that are off limits to, uh, you know, this type of destruction or this easy access to vandalism. Look for those types of ways where they really want to honor these individuals with art. I knew it was going to happen. And they actually are going to um, eventually sell those, auction them off, mm -hmm. and they're going to donate the money to the charities. But I get what the you mean, the, up, the upkeep of having okay, that happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chike, what are your thoughts on this? So I agree with Nair. Uh, I think that maybe they should not have been displayed in public 
maybe they shouldn't have been displayed at all. Maybe they should have been a mystery and they should have been talked about and more hype should have been brought about uh, around them. And then they should have been placed in some type of museum and made them a, a, a private exhibit. That way you would have generated uh, a buzz about it. And then people would have paid a price to go see them. And mm -hmm. then that money would have been contributed to the cause or a cause. And just, no one's gonna me. no one's gonna pay to go in and vandalize. They will, right, but right. that's gonna be a really determined person, you know. Right. It's interesting now you talk about the statues. Um, one of the comments I read said, "Why are we doing this? We already took down the uh, you know the uh, Confederate statues. You know why are we adding these? Which I don't see how you compare those. But it's interesting when you talk about the statues. Yeah, it's not the same thing, but just right. statues. We know what's gonna happen. I mean, I just knew that was gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then even with those statues, with with all the Confederacy stuff and all that, I think that they need to create a museum and put all of those things inside. And the people that gravitate toward that type of stuff can go to the museum and do their thing that they do when they do what they do and make America great again inside that building with the things that they like. Even better, we some black organizations could have bought those statues up and nobody would have known and put them on display, like Chike said, in private museums. And all mm -hmm. that money that comes in. Yeah, so Chica, I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Linda, what are your thoughts on all this? Um, you know, we celebrate Columbus every year and he was a super murderer, but whatever, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, I they had already defaced a mural um yeah. that was done for George Floyd. Um, so you know, this whole defacing thing is a part of <laughs> the schematic when it comes to that so you would you know it would be better to go ahead and create some uh legislation some laws you know relating to you know the situations involving police brutality and stuff like that and and making sure that these these uh, uh cops are held accountable and you know you can't get a job again as a cop you know what i mean you know what i mean once you've done something of this magnitude you shouldn't be allowed to ever work in you know that type of field again like mm -hmm. stuff like that mm -hmm. no i agree all right well um congresswoman Anaya. Chicken. You know, I, I, I just wanted to add, you know, where I live, Lania and I live close to Philadelphia, and they have Independence Mall where the Liberty Bell is held. Mm -hmm. Do you know that you you can get arrested just for walking on the grass down there? Like mm -hmm. if you yeah. walk like across the grass, you can be arrested. Can you imagine if I tried to do something to the Liberty Bell? Or yeah, try to never had. the Constitution? That, that's what I'm saying. And it's like you never had nobody try to deface the Liberty Bell. Never. Yeah. And Never. there are some places like that in Washington, D.C. as well, where you just you cannot enter this and, and let alone try to vandalize it. You know, you definitely can't. Even that's the whole it. issue with the insurrection. You know what I mean? That's yeah. That, that was one of those lands. Yeah, you know I mean? that was. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was. Past tense. Right. Yeah. Right. Right, well, Congresswoman Anaya Presley, uh, Presley, excuse me, she is not just representing uh, her congressional, congressional district of Massachusetts, but also 7 million people who live with alopecia in this country. Now that's why the state rep is fighting for Medicare to cover wigs. She said, I know what it's like to experience a transformation not of your own choosing. Um, she lives with alopecia, uh, which is an auto, 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 autoimmune disease that causes hair loss. She says, when you feel like your body is betraying you and you feel less like yourself, that's already challenging. But to be bald as a woman really uh, does disrupt 
conventional and so uh, societal norms of what is appropriate, what is professional, what is attractive, and what is feminine. It's so much more uh, than cosmetic. It takes a real toll. Now, she introduced the bill, uh, reintroduced the bill last Thursday, along with fellow Massachusetts Rep. James McGovern. Uh, now, apparently, his daughter, um, she uh, is 20 years old, and she suffers a rare cancer. And, um, you know, she, so she's had to lose her hair, you know, fighting, um, you know, doing, doing the treatment. But he was saying that he knows that there have been a lot of women who have refused life-saving cancer treatment because they're afraid they're going to lose their hair. And so they think this will be a way to combat that. And also just to give that, um, you know, that boost of morale uh, while you're battling cancer and dealing with the ramifications if you get hair loss. Lenny, I know you were talking about this, um, about the wigs and whatnot. Um, do you think this is a good idea? I think that it's an amazing idea and a moment of transparency for me. I was diagnosed with traction alopecia um, a few years ago. Um, Chike knows that I deal with this and I I joke about it, you know what I mean, to, to be able to deal with it. And I call it my perimeter because for me, it's around the sides and in the back. I have a head full of hair, but around the sides and in the back, my, perimeter, my perimeter is my issue and it and it left me in a in a, a self-conscious state and I'm still somewhat self-conscious about it. Um, and I've tried different things going, I've gone to dermatologists, I've, I've had, um, it's called like micro, micro needling uh, uh, treatments, which are not exciting to get. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, the end of a um, tattoo gun, like, you know, going, you know, against my scalp, but, you know, just trying different things. So I'm still somewhat self-conscious about it. But, you know, I, like I said, I, I joke with him about it to, you know, it, it brings me, you know, to, to be able to deal with it better than what I was. Because before I, I cut my hair, I didn't go, I didn't do the ball thing, but I did cut it short to see if it would help. And then me cutting my hair, I was oh, Jesus, help me. Now I really look like a boy. I was going through it. I went through it. But, you know, it, it definitely, I think it's important, especially for those who are severely affected by it again I can do different things to maneuver and you really like you couldn't really tell but I didn't tell you that this was a wig you know right. what I mean so and if I take it off and you be like you got a head full of hair but, but my perimeter is bald man yeah. but it's not you know so mm -hmm. and they were saying for a lot of um, low-income families buying wigs you know wigs are expensive so being able to buy those um, for, for anyone being impacted by this is not always a cost-effective uh, mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Chike, what are your thoughts? Oh, Maybe I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it, you know, let's, let's, because um, it's a medical issue, but my concern, I, I totally agree with Lania, but, you know, the other side of me thinks about, you know, these women that use you know, and Lenny, I speak about this all the time, women that use, you know, hair and wigs as, you know, a starter cap, you know, to just put it on and go out the door. And I could see them trying to finagle to get the government to buy their wigs for them. I can see that happening, you know, because, okay, I want to go to the store. Let's try this hat on today. Let's try this furry hat on today. I can see it happening. Yeah. And then and, and it makes, it, it, it tarnishes what it was, what, what to the do. movement is or what it was meant to do. Yeah. 
clearly have the problems kind of regulated, you know, so people aren't taking yes. advantage. Yeah. But yeah, first of all, thank you for sharing that story. Once. How did you know that? Yeah, um, I didn't either. Most definitely. Yeah. And I know my mother, when she yeah. had cancer, you know, my mother's always had real long hair. And, um, you know, when she uh, battled cancer the second time, that's when her hair was falling out and she had to cut mm. it off. And that was her first time wearing wigs, you know what I mean? And what she did, she decided to make, you know, do hairstyles she would have never done, you know, play with it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I will tell one quick story real quick. She was, one day I was home visiting her and she she um, was telling me that, because she never wore wigs, so she didn't know how to tighten it up and all that stuff. And she said one day she was at home and she swung her hair back and the whole wig fell off. She said, I'm so glad I was at home. <laughs> now, what do you think about this, um, this uh, bill? I'm on board with the team. I mean, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, I, I never thought about that. You know, it's so many things we take for granted and don't think about yeah. until someone presents a question like this or, or a story like this. And it's amazing, wonderful yeah. thing, um, you know, and it might open doors for other possibilities uh, for hair loss and uh, other individuals who face, you know, other types of, uh, what are these? Uh, what are these called? Hmm? Autoimmune issues? autoimmune issues, but challenges in general with, with their wow. physical appearance, yeah. you know, uh, there are people who have all types of, you know, afflictions. Mm -hmm. So uh, it'll definitely continue to open the door and continue to open my eyes for ways that I can help support, learn, whatever. Right. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, our last story. So justice has been served. So there was a, um, a beach that was traded in California um, back in 1912 by a black oh, couple, yeah. and it was just for black people. Um, but over a decade ago, not a decade, I'm sorry, over a hundred years ago, people came and white people came and took the land just because black people were there. And so now the property value has gone up. This is talking about generation wealth has gone up. So, um, increasingly there, um, and it's a predominantly white owned town, uh, beach now, um, and, um, 1% black people there. Well, the governor, um, Newsom, he signed a bill, uh, Bill 796, deciding to right or wrong. Um, the bill, which was passed anonymously, um, this, um, I'm sorry, anonymously, um, this um, month in the state legislature includes an urgency uh, clause that will allow Los Angeles County, which currently owns the property, to begin the process of transferring the land immediately. Now, the legislation declares that the land in the city of Manhattan Beach, which was wrongfully taken from uh, Willa and Charles Bruce, should be returned to their living descendants and its public interest of uh, the state of California. Now, Newsom also said that he really uh, believes this can be a catalyst, um, not only for other areas to do things like this, but also to rep for reparations. So everyone's congratulating the Bruce family for getting their land back. Chica, what do you think? Is this why they wanted him out of office? Probably. Is this why they, I, I'm, I'm, because I, I, I was wondering why they wanted him out of office, Hard. and they were coming up with this special thing to get him out and put mm -hmm. this Republican in. And I do believe that this is it. When you start messing with land in this country, these people lose their mind. Mm -hmm. They do not want us to own Jack. Good for you, Governor Newsom. Good for everyone involved. 
good for the people that are the landowners, good for the family, good for everybody that's going to profit off this move. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Absolutely. Now, yeah, I, I remember this story. Uh, amazing, amazing. A good start. Long way to go, but definitely a good start for that family, for sure. I mean, it's a beach. You know, who owns a beach? I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't know anyone who owns a beach, <laughs> you know, other than the, the, vicinity, the, the state or the city or whatever. But that's just an amazing thing that they're going to get that property uh, back in their family. And hopefully, hopefully they are able to do something great with it something yeah. great you know and you think about on the beach you, you know charge you can you know get restaurants and things like that you know so charge much. get so, so much, much money back you know hopefully and and well deserves his family and hopefully they'll, they'll do something good with it you know what i mean Lania, what do you think your thoughts on uh justice being served for this family so i think that it's amazing and having gone to la last year i had the opportunity to go to manhattan beach which is a thriving mm -hmm. beach area. Yeah. They have they have million dollar plus beach homes down. Like we were walking and we like these houses were amazing. They listen, it's a whole situation. It's a whole Manhattan Beach is a whole town. So what happens? Do they get do they so what what so how does this work with that? That's a good question. Like they, like this had to have started a while ago, but yeah, as to what yeah. Chike was saying, when they wanted to do this special, um, yeah, they, they called it something, not inquiry, but special election to try to get him out. It was a recall. They wanted recall. to do yes. a special yes. recall. So you had your token, who was Larry Elder. Then you had uh, Caitlin oh Kardashian. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Those so two like were 46 people running. Yeah, so, but this had been in the works. Mm. We're, we're just hearing about it, but this had been in the works. This is one of the things that was on the books. Yeah. And that's why they, that's why they held that they wanted to do that special recall to try to get, that's one of the reasons. Of course, they don't like him, you know what I mean? Because he's very progressive. Like he's, you know, mm. I, I never, I've always heard good things about this particular governor for California. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, but yeah, like the area is beautiful. We went to an amazing restaurant out there. Mm -hmm. It's, I, I would hope it continues to thrive under what it was originally for yeah. when it comes to the people that they took it from, because it's a beautiful area. If I could afford it, I would get a house out there on that beach. Yeah. Because that's how, like, these houses are amazing, amazing. Yeah. The area is beautiful. Well, I'm glad a right was wrong, a wrong was right. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen, I want to thank you all for our time. When we come back, we have our discussion panel with the fitness experts. So stay tuned. And uh, Naya and Lania, thank you as always. Thank you. All right. Right back after this. Robin. East Stone, we got another one. Y'all know my innocence, my brother George to thrive. Yeah, this one goes out to all the soldiers, those kings and queens that lost their lives too early in the struggle. You feel me? Yeah, my existence is resistance. You see me and decide I'm a misfit. I'm rooted in my roots. Black magic is my truth. Y'all been stepping on our necks, so y'all gotta get the boot. Tired of 
the struggle that we don't all face. One percent, two percent, cheating in the race. Now it's never been equal. The dream can't be mine. They killed two of our leaders when them kings was 39. I'm breathing at this time, but man, it's hard to believe. God's grace is here. Real freedom will achieve. Balance out, balance in. Let Obama's champ begin. Hope. No more lynching us, knees or gun smoke, mine innocence, and brother George to thrive, mine innocence, and brother George to thrive, mine innocence, and brother George to thrive, Brianna, I might, we gon' keep y'all alive, mine innocence, and brother George to thrive, mine innocence, and brother George to thrive, mine innocence, and brother George to thrive, Brianna, I might, we gon' keep y'all alive. Trayvon, Eric, and Tamir, we salute y'all lives and we wish that y'all was here. We know you were unarmed, but they meant to do you harm. When you black in America, sometimes it cause alarm to the wrong ones, so it must be ceased. No more joke penalties from police. Black Lives Matter 2013. Props to the creator, glad y'all stepped on the scene. I had to get my mind right, tryouts for the team. Put that J out and with my lighter, I beam. Now to my queens, Sandra, Brianna. I know there's a lot more some Tina, some Donna's, I love y'all, salute you, your life was not in vain, you gave us all your power, it came through with your pain, new generation, no more separation, gotta work together, get some healing for the nation, mind innocence, and brother George to thrive, mind innocence, and brother George to thrive, mind innocence, and brother George to thrive, Brianna, I might, we gon' keep y'all alive, mind innocence, and brother George to thrive, mind innocence, and brother George to thrive, mind innocence, and brother the George to thrive, Brianna, I'm out, we gon' keep y'all alive, man, it hurts my heart right now, I'm in this booth spitting, and y'all ain't here, y'all can't breathe or believe, so I'm just gonna shout out y'all names, yeah, Michael Brown, yeah, Trayvon Martin, yeah, Brianna Taylor, yeah, Kenny Watkins, yeah, Michelle Shirley, yeah, Stephen Clark, yeah, Laquan McDonald. Yeah, Tamir Rice. Yeah, Eric Gardner. Yeah, Sandra Bland. Yeah, Ahmad Aubrey. Yeah, Tony McDade. Yeah, George Floyd. Yeah, there's so many of you all who have had your lives taken away way too soon. So we're gonna continue to say your names. We're gonna continue to lift our voices and sing. We're gonna continue to make sure that your killers are held accountable. We're gonna continue to make change, cause it's coming. We love y'all. Yeah. Text you late night when you laying down. Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound. I've been working all day. Know you working all night. I hope it's not too late. Yeah. I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still away. Yeah. I've been thinking about you every day. Text you late night when you laying down. Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound. I've been working all day. Know you working all night. I hope it's not too late. Yeah. I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still awake. Yeah. I've been thinking about you every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too late, too late. 
Baby, am I too late? Yeah. Baby, am I too late? Yeah. Yeah. Baby, am I too late? Am I too late? To touch you on your very place. Baby, am I too late? Can we pick another day? Can we pick another night? Ain't me on a Tuesday, too late. Yeah. Every part of your body is like a premonition. You give me chills and goosebumps. Your beauty a killer, I tell her to do some. Yeah. Attraction for me is beyond sex. Whole nother level for me, it's beyond next. And if I'm being honest, expression affection just feels odd. You call me pet names, the pumpkin, the cutie pie, but this hot girl summer got me more icy. I can't trust no one, it's not likely. No, it's not likely. Yeah, but I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. Beautiful for my soul Let's lose our minds and our clothes It's hard to fuck with these hoes Cause no one knows what you know Out of body experience Love your mind and your body is serious Can't even say I love you back But I got your back My heart is cracked So hard for me to act on it I get this bitch my heart Before she turn her back on it XX heart eating She gonna snack on it Girl turn around And let a nigga smack on it Girl saying in here the past They smoking that crack Cause my shoulder get passenger And she gon' ride like a drive-by, no mask in her I'm tryna fuck till you cry off your mascara I want your beauty and your beast I want the whole thing, every single last piece I don't wanna keep you home, but I don't want you to sleep alone I don't wanna eat alone, wanna bring a friend alone Text you late night when you laying down Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound I have been working all day I know you working all night I hope it's not too late yeah. I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still away. Yeah. I've been thinking about you every day. Text you late night when you laying down. Phone start ringing, you don't hear a sound. I've been working all day. I know you're working all night. I hope it's not too late. Yeah. But I'ma call you anyway, hoping that you're still away. I've been thinking about you every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too late, too late. Baby, am I too late? Yeah. Baby, am I too late? Yeah, yeah. This is Ron, and you are listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. Tonight, we welcome a guest panel of fitness experts to talk all things fitness. Let me introduce the panel. All right. Kisa. Hey. All right. Now, Mayor Dasani. Dasonia. Dasonia, okay. Corbin Nima. How's it going? And then Nakon Mark. Hey, Nikon. 
Nick, oh Lord. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, uh, all of you. I definitely appreciate you taking time out your schedule. You know, we wanted to talk about fitness because we're seeing more people get into it, but there's still some disparities when it comes to the black community and being healthy and whatnot. But first, let's, let's start off with each of you all's story, how you all got started in the journey. And uh, Nako, I'll let you go first. Oh my gosh, wow. Hi guys, so my name is Nako Martin and my brand is Inokin Fitness, which is my name backwards. And I also own my own fitness studio located in Bordentown, New Jersey. I'm the proud age of 52. And wow. my testimony is health is wealth. It'll keep you young and all those things. And my journey started when I was 26 because I had low self-esteem. Um, I had no belief in self. I had a poor body image. So a friend suggested that I go to the gym and try to change it via that way naturally instead of going under the needle or the knife. And um, I've been in the gym ever since. So that's my quick story. Wow. Wow. Okay, Kyle, let you go first. I'm next. I'm sorry. Um, hey guys, my name is well, my real name is Kiara. People call me Key. I prefer to be called Key. Um, but my name is Kiara. Um, my brand is Never Forget the Goal. I started um my fit journey in 2013. I was 183 pounds, terrible relationship, terrible eating. No. I wasn't working, I really wasn't doing too much of anything. Um, I started CrossFit in 2019 so let me take it back 2013 I lost the weight I got comfortable I gained it back in 2019 um I joined CrossFit and I did their six-week challenge and after that I just never stopped mm. so mm. now I'm just like it's like my wallet my keys everything like I can't go anywhere without fitness I can't do yeah. anything without fitness yeah. what about you uh Damien? All right. I started back in 2004, pretty much young, skinny. I just wanted to put on some weight and then got involved with it, loved it, and been doing it ever since. Um, my business is called 100 Rep Fitness Studio, and it's under uh, Coach Mary Athletics. So I'm based out of Los Angeles right now, but I'm from Philadelphia. Okay. Hey. And last but least, Corbett, what about you, man? Hi, I'm uh, Corbin Nima. Uh, my brand is uh, Four Hitter Fitness. We're just four hitter. Uh, basically, uh, coming from football and baseball my whole life, um, I've always been in the gym, been training, XYZ, uh, probably since like 2010. Um, then had a bad um, knee injury, uh, tore my ACL, uh, MCL, and uh, my meniscus, so an, an unhappy triad. And then from there, I just gained a lot of weight, uh, got up to my highest, I want to say like 280. Um, I was still working out daily, um, but, and throwing around weight and whatnot, but I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't being able to walk up steps, stuff like that. So I made a huge change in my life back in 2016 and like really dialed into my fitness and my nutrition and everything like that. So I've been game ever since, since that, so. Nice, nice. Well, all of you are welcome to the show for sure. So what advice do you give someone who they want to get started, but they don't know where to even turn? They don't even know how to, how to get started. What advice, any of you all, what advice would you give that person? I guess I'll go, just start. You know, so many people procrastinate 
and you say, you know, I'm going to start Monday or I'm going to start next month or I'm going to start for my birthday or, you know, just start. You got to get up and do it. Um, I think social media has everyone thinking you got to do a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Like it's not even that like you can start with a walk, a jog, um, playing with your kids at the park. Like it's, 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 it's small. It's so small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Yeah, just I agree. committed to it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think I know I find some people they find us up that they're intimidating because they go to the gym, they don't know what they're doing, and they see everyone in there getting it, and, you know, and doing the things like you said on uh on social media, and they're like, like I remember when I first started up uh, in fitness, I was like, I'd be on the machine sitting just watching because I was like intimidated yeah. to lift the heavy weights. That's more of a mindset. How would you explain that mindset? Because you you all started from somewhere. How would you how do people get past that? Just go do you. Um, I would say the people in, in the gym are like basically the most understanding and the most influential people um, in there, basically because they're doing the same th- same thing. There's they have the same goals as you. So if you're in there and you feel any intimidation or anything like that, like those are the people that you want to like ask because they're the most open-minded people, especially about fitness or the gym, because they'll be ecstatic that you're even coming up to ask them. Yeah. It might be in the middle of the workout, but also it's just like, they know, like they started somewhere too. Yeah. You want to say something, um, uh, yeah, it's it pretty much kind of the same thing. And, you know, the gym is kind of like a tribe. When you get in, you find somebody you vibe with, and before you know it, you in the group, and then you you all the way in. I mean, that's how I pretty much did. I went in, I kind of had a general idea what to do, and then I just learned a whole lot in there, and I found, like, a group of older guys. And before I knew it, four years flew by, and then I was, I was already – I was pretty much doing the same thing. New people would come in. You no know, conversation. All you gotta do is go and talk to somebody and say hi. Yeah. That's about it, and just yeah. just hop right in. That's true. But you know, problems. once you mm-hmm. got it. No, so but you know, if you want to take it serious and actually be a coach, then that's you know you got to pretty much learn a trade just like anything else. But hands on is always the best experience, and then you just gotta you know learn technique and making sure that you you know form and nutrition and, and everything else come kind of come hand in hand. But you know, just starting off, just go and talk and learn the ropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was saying, I remember one time, I, this was years ago, I was going to the deadlift for the first time, and this man ran to me, don't do it that way. You can tear your back up. You know what I <laughs> mean? And they will. People will. They don't want to see get hurt. You know what I mean? That's all they know. Now, I think one of the biggest challenges when people get started on the fitness journey is obviously the diet. How, yeah. how did any of you all, like, how'd you master that part of it all? Because that's, you know, that's a lot of it, the diet. What's and that's hard for um, someone. So it's with, still hard for me. <laughs> for me, so like I said, I've been in the gym since I was 26 years old. I've been in yeah. the gym six years. So, you know, naturally I've been pretty blessed or I've been pretty thin all my life. So recently I did my first bodybuilding competition, bikini. And it's all about the prep and the diet. Well, let me tell you guys. I was like, I knew nothing (laughs) about diet and nutrition until I went through this prep and really learned about food and calories and um, what it does to your body. And it's so true. We all know it. Um, You know, they say that the uh, percentage is 80% diet, 
diet, 20% workout. It's so true. Like that diet is everything. So it's kind of one of the first things I teach my clients. Like we can work out. You can go hard. I see people, and I know you guys can all attest to this, in the out in the gym for hours, but they always look the same. Whatever their goal is, lose weight, build muscle, they always look the same. And then I talk to them about their nutrition, and their nutrition is jacked up. So one thing that really changed my life is the meal prep. I encourage all my clients to uh, meal prep and just basically um, I've given up a lot of sugar. So um, that's the biggest lesson I have learned about nutrition. It is everything. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't work out. You can't outwork a bad diet. That's for sure. Wow. That's the <laughs> truth. <laughs> that's fact. That's fact. I think we yes. all know. <laughs> So when it comes to your clients, right. <laughs> when it comes to your clientele, um, obviously, um, like you said, people have different goals. They have different, you know, things they're trying to hit. Um, do you find it, is it the biggest difference between men and female, or how do you take on that kind of thing? Um, me personally, e- no. anyone? Yeah. Okay. They seem to have the same. A lot of my clients, um, most men that I'm getting are a little older, so they got that middle age spread. So they're mm-hmm. trying to get rid of the age spread, you know, put the beard down. And um, but yeah, so it, it's basically pretty much the same. Or with like a lot of men, it's more about strength training. They want to get stronger as they get older, you know. And you know, we talk about that. Like I always say, it's important as we get older. Fitness is more about just being cute or having a bomb body, um, especially with us African-Americans. You know, we have other problems, high blood pressure, hypertension, you know, all that stuff. So, but um, I find that typically the men and the women, their goals are pretty much the same. And a lot of times they're focusing on the same challenges. Yeah. I find, I find the women a little bit more disciplined on my end. Um mm. My my ratio is pretty much like a 70-30 mix. I have more women than I have men, but all of the men it just seem like they don't want to listen. Like it they, they try it for a little bit, but they don't it's they like to run their head into a wall before they get it. And right. It's just crazy. Yeah. But um I know for me, I I'm not training any men at the moment, but um a few of the females that I am training they all want quick fixes like everybody's about a quick fix and um Mm -hmm. I actually created a food journal for them all to write so they were responsible for 30 days to write every single thing that they ate um it doesn't matter if it's a piece of candy like anything I want to know everything you eat um and I could tell, like, if, you know, over the weekend, if they come back to a session on Monday, I can look at your waist and tell that you were doing a whole bunch of stuff that you weren't supposed to be doing, eating a whole mm-hmm. bunch of stuff that you weren't supposed to be eating. So after this 30 days, I created a meal plan for them. And I lied to you not three weeks into the meal plan. One of my clients, like her waist slimmed down so small. And she's been with me for, you know, a little over a year. So it was like, we were trying to figure out like, what the heck is going on? And it doesn't help when they're not honest. Because it's right. like, all right, well, what did you eat today? And they said, well, chicken, rice, broccoli. And then it was like, okay, well, this whole 30 days, I didn't see chicken or rice. I seen pizza, nuggets, <laughs> dips, soda, cookies. Like, so what are you doing? 
But you know, you they, they, yeah, <laughs> eating a whole bunch of fat. <laughs> yeah. What 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 is your um take? Anyone your take when it comes to cheat meals? Mm. I was just thinking about this earlier. Um, <laughs> my my take is um uh like just with diet alone, well, just with the the whole thing is trial and error. You gotta experiment with your body. Um, you gotta experiment with a lot of stuff to see what works best for you. Um, that diet questions like. I still have trouble with my diet because I, I still don't know the <clears throat> exact right thing because I play around with so much stuff. I know yeah. a basis of everything, but my um, what, I, what I've calculated from like my whole thing is um, basically to my cheat meals are like within the, within a week. Basically. So like, or, throughout the, the whole week, not just one big cheat day, or something like that, or just keep on dieting until you reach a certain point, because at the end of that week or at the end of that certain point, you gorge and you set your body back. It's kind of like um, like a lot of people see it in a, like a keto effect when they do a keto diet or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and your body gorges because it, it hasn't had that in a while. So now you're intaking it at the the end of your time that timeline you give yourself and it's like not beneficial so you're back to the square one some people don't like to do that some people do like to do it like i i'll do i'll say like 30 to 60 days straight with a strict diet and then i'll go on vacation something like that and gorge and then in my head when i come back from that vacation it's like okay you gotta go back hard again and it's back to step one it's like all right that's basically a, a thing in my mind where I'm just like, all right, well, we're breaking down back to the, the basics and getting right back after it mm -hmm. instead of getting complacent the whole time. You know what I'm saying? But some people, it works better for them just to implement one or two cheat meals throughout the, throughout the week because they need that taste or they need that, that something so they don't gorge or something like that at the end of their, uh, their, end of their mark or whatever the case mm -hmm. may be. Yeah, I had a trainer one time tell me, don't do cheat days, do cheat meals. Do a cheat meal. Don't just throw the whole day away. Just do that particular day and kind of plan for that. Anyone else have any uh, perspective on that? See, for me, I feel like a cheat meal should be earned. You know, how do you get a cheat meal if, you know, you're eating bad all week? Mm -hmm. um, I feel like you should give yourself at least 30 days. And I always say 30 days because, you know, it's not realistic to say, okay, in a week, I'm going to stop eating this or I'm going to stop eating that. You know, 30 days, give yourself 30 days. If you can go 30 days without the junk or even without a cheat meal, you can go <laughs> six months. You can go mm -hmm. a year. You just got to give yourself that time to, you know, even try. Most people don't try. Most people say yeah. this is what I'm used to. You got to create the habit. Mm -hmm. So for me, I tell my girls, okay, if you didn't eat good this week, you don't deserve a cheat meal. You want to go this weekend and you're going to eat that chicken and rice or salmon or whatever else that I told you to eat. You don't, you don't deserve one because you didn't, you didn't earn it. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I say the same thing. I say, you know, 30 to 60 days, it's like anything, any habit, it takes the minimum of 20 days, but 30 to 60 days to actually program yourself. But if you can go that long, you can kill the cravings and sugar, salt, or whatever the case might be, 
And then if you want to have your cheat day, all you're going to do is encourage your body to want to even again, if you introduce that sugar back into it. So if you get rid of it and figure out something after you get your body together that can substitute that, then you're, excuse me, you, you're good to go. But if you try to, you know, play around throughout the process, all you're going to do is it's just like drugs. You will end up relapsing and then you're going to go into a, a frenzy one day and just eat up everything in, in, in your sight. So exactly. I'm not real big on, on, on cheat days or cheat meals. It's like, wait till you get your body together and then figure out how your body burns. And then if you want to have something cool, cause you know how to burn it off. But if you're in the process of learning how to burn it off, don't do that. Like yeah. it's, it's just, you're playing with fire. It's like going to rehab and then still doing drugs. Like, no, right. you, you got to give up. You, you can't just, you got to give yourself a chance. Give yourself at least 16 to 90 days to go cold turkey, get your body used to not having it, and then go from that point. Mm-hmm. Were you going to say something, uh, Nako? Oh, no, I was going to tell, I don't know. I'm a little different from you guys because in my experience, I feel like if you pull everything from a client who, who this is new to, they they fail immediately. So I don't call it cheat meals. I call it treat meals. Mm-hmm. And after weeks, I always tell my clients um, what I try to do. I try to have them eat clean or as much as possible during the week. So Monday through Friday, we're on a pretty strict, you know, uh, diet. And then on the weekend, I say, go ahead, have that slice of cake, um, have that meal that you want to have. Um, and I find that works well for my clients because even me personally, if I say I'm going to diet strict for X amount of days, I fail. And when you fail, when you have that taste of something, you gorge, um, you know, you crazy. So uh, what I try to do with my clients is teach them about a healthy lifestyle, about meal prepping and staying in a certain box for most days. And then, you know, certain days or the weekend, whatever day they choose to have that snack. And usually what happens is they come back to me and they're like, oh, I feel terrible. I had a cupcake. I went to a party and I had, and I'm like, so what? You have to enjoy it because I mean, come on, we have to enjoy food too, because if you're totally eating strict all day, every day, you're going to go crazy. I, mm-hmm. I just feel like you're going to faster um, that way. So you got to allow yourselves, you know, certain um, joys, I call it, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. Now we know. But I totally agree with what you guys are saying. Yeah, you do need that's the idea. Somebody can stick to a plan for 30 days and really see how their body changes and go. That would be great. But mm-hmm. in my experience, uh, usually within a week or so, my client is like, well, I had a picnic. I had a barbecue. So I try to just work in those parameters. Yeah, that makes sense. So what do you say, <laughs> like, um, you know, as we get older and as maybe you have older clients, Obviously, some of the things, like I just turned 40 this year. Some of the things that I do in my 20s, I can't do in the gym. You know what I mean? And I remember watching this uh, trainer on YouTube, and he was saying how important it is really the older you get with your technique and, and kind of humble yourself, not lift as much weight, but, you know, just doing it correctly, you'll still get those same results. What do you say to, as we age and, and we have to do things a little different? anyone i say move with caution you gotta take your time you gotta know exactly <laughs> what you're doing. seriously uh, like and as we get older we all know we're all prone yes. to injuries, but like you you seriously have to take your time 
do the research on, you know, what's good for your body and what's not. Because, you know, everybody can't do everything. Mm-hmm. I see people in the gym like, y'all got that. So I was going to say something. Yeah, I was going to say, I agree with Kira saying, like, you got to listen to your body. So you should yeah. know already. You're, <laughs> it's like, I know I can't do the somersault, you know, somersault that the other trainer just did on his IG. I'm not even going there. So. Yeah. You know how your body social sort of responds, so you need to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> social, social media is the devil, man. I'm telling you, social media had you in there about to kill yourself because you it didn't so see somebody true. get a like, 15-second clip that they tried like 20 times before they got it right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's so crazy that you guys said that because I was just talking to another trainer earlier, and she said, you know, social media is really messing people up because, and I've been guilty of it too, like we're posting unrealistic stuff you know what I mean like nobody is really going in the gym and doing we're just posting stuff for likes and to show off but she was saying you know where are those simplistic videos and just the basic stuff because you don't got to do all that extra stuff um mm-hmm. you know your goals you you can do the little things but Social media is not showing that. And I think a lot of us are, are getting caught up in that frenzy too. And it may be deterring people. This is what yeah. I got to do if I go to the gym? Uh, yeah, well, I'm not doing that. That's what <laughs> I feel like social media also encourages this whole big craze with, you know, surgery too. It's like people can't get this quick, fast mm-hmm. fix. Mm-hmm. Now they go get these BBLs and it's like, oh, yeah. I'm fixed. But yeah, you, you still got to maintenance that. Otherwise you go right back to the way that you was and then you just wasted. I don't know what they need, 15, 20 grand for these bodies. And then you can't even maintenance. It's like, what's the point? Learn how to, you know, take care of yourself. And then I, I, I'm just not real big on the whole surgery thing. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but if you haven't, if you, if you worked on it for five years, you just can't get it. And you know how to take care of your body. So oh, let me get this little bit of fast stuff. Out. All right, cool. At least you know how to work out and you just couldn't get it off. But I still that don't encourage sense. that. Keep working out until it goes off. But. Yeah. I feel like, you know, social media, you know, it, it shows so much, but it don't really tell you the background story to it. You see somebody change overnight and they might have been doing it for two, three years. And it's, oh, I just did it for 30 days. No, you didn't. Like, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Do it for 30 days. You're, just, you're, just trying to, you're just trying to sell a program to somebody and, you know, disappoint them. Yeah. I just seen someone make a post one and she's one of my favorite trainers. I'm not going to even say her name, but she just, she disappointed me. She did a challenge and within two weeks she posted somebody that had abs and it was just like yo this hurt my heart because it's like you're giving people hope thinking okay i'm gonna get this if i do this exercise i'm gonna do this and it's all fake it really Mm -hmm. takes a long time it really Mm -hmm. takes a long time yeah i'm almost three years in and i'm just seeing muscles so it's like (laughs) what a lot of people don't realize is that you can only technically grow two percent of muscle every month so that is crazy so that is <laughs> like you're saying it's a long mm-hmm. uh, building muscle is definitely a process i'm in off season right now my competition is not until next july so i'm trying to build more muscle mm-hmm. and it's a mistakenly slow process it mm-hmm. definitely does not have yeah, supplements are the same thing because supplement companies sell, sell that dream too. Oh, you can 
you know, put on 10 pounds of muscle in 30 days. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. That's what people want. They're going to go to that before, you know, they go to someone says, oh, this is going to take you a year or two years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people out here are winning right now. We're going to keep doing it the right way. Right, exactly. Right. Well, let's talk yeah. about the black the black community. You know, if nothing we didn't learn last year with the pandemic, and we're still going through it, but the disparity when it comes to the black community with the underlying health issues, those are people that were typically um, in being affected by uh, COVID-19. How... Do we get it? Because I, I remember I'll, I'll go somewhere, some places, and I see people like they don't even try. Like <laughs> when it comes to their fitness or their, uh, you know, they eat whatever. How do we encourage um, certain communities to change that lifestyle, that way of thinking? Oh man, sometimes it's just hard because the environment might not be if they live in the food desert it's kind of hard to get them to, to get on track depending on where they live mm-hmm. like just looking at where i live now versus philadelphia man when i go back home it's sometimes it's hard just to go shopping unless i go yeah. to the suburbs to trader joe's or whole foods or something like that to be able to uh find yeah. the, the good food so sometimes mm-hmm. it's just difficult depending on where they live and then getting them to stay on track because even if they have to travel out like sometimes people's schedules don't allow them to travel out just to be able to get the good food to get the quick poppy store right on the corner yeah. or save a lot of people even shopping dollar stores which is to me is crazy because a lot of times that stuff be borderline expired or expired and yeah. you know they, they're buying it because the options are slim so right. it's just it's it's a it's a whole lot to just go as far as our community is about fixing it is us figuring out how to start you know farmers markets and stuff like that because if you go in certain neighborhoods they have farmers markets people come from mm-hmm. the house come in with fresh produce and they sell it to the neighborhood same mm-hmm. thing we can do the same exact thing but yeah. you know it's it's a it's a building process and even it's financially it's, it's easy to go get a box of chicken for eight dollars you have kids and you know all that as opposed to yeah. they don't really have those healthy options in some of these communities how how else, how would you all encourage people that are going that are dealing with these type of things insecurities I think that's a difficult one, huh? Difficult one. Yeah, that's, a, that's a very difficult question. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Because I always feel when I go in certain neighborhoods, you see every fast food restaurant on the thing, but, you know, in certain food, you used to have like, had the whole food. Convenient. Yeah, it is convenient. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's like the food prep, if that that would definitely help, but if the financial that's aspect it. thing there, then they only can do it for... 30 mm-hmm. days and then some people get tired of eating the same thing over and over again yeah so it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's true it's, it's a hard it's really a hard thing yeah well listen and closing i want you all just to go around let's um just um for someone listening tonight that wants to know how do i get started what i need to do what is what inspiration give me that spill and then tell us where we can follow you on social media i'll start with you guys first I'm sorry, you were going in and out. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm saying um, just in your closing statements for people wanting to get started and how they can keep up with you on uh, social media. Um, like I said in the beginning, one day at a time, write three goals that you have down, three fitness goals. You know, I'm going to leave the junk alone. I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to 
changed my mindset to I can. Most people feel like, you know, I can't do this or I can't do that because of like of social media. Um, just put in your mind that you can and it'll get done. Um, you can follow me on, was it, Instagram. That's the only one I have at the moment. Keysav underscore. Um, like I said, my brand is Never Forget the Goal. Also, you can go on neverforgetthegoal.com. All right. Demir? All right, same. Pretty much pretty piggybacking off of what she said. Just get started. Um, I would really recommend people to get a tribe once you get inside because they keep you accountable, keep you coming. People will call you, text you like, yo, where you at? If you try to do it by yourself, sometimes it's a little discouraging and then you can stop. But if you go in there, you find a group nine times out of ten, you know, they're going to hold you accountable, keep you in there. And um, to find me on social media, Instagram is coach underscore merit, M-E-R-E. Um, yeah, or find somebody on social media, too, that that's positive, that you can follow their daily schedule and then going in and trying to work out. But I think at the end of the day, you need to have, you know, at least a, a tribe at the beginning to get you started, to keep you accountable. Then after that, you can kind of like drift off and do your own thing. But usually it's better when you work as a group and you have somebody to feed off of. You see somebody older that you're working out with and they're killing it. You're like, oh, no, I'm not letting this old person be out, you know, outwork me in the, and, and make you go a little bit harder. So. You know, that's just, that's, that's my opinion on that. But, you know, in a positive mind state, you know, and your goals is definitely thing. You're writing it down and you're seeing it, put it on your whiteboard, you're going to achieve it. You got to definitely yeah. write everything down. Yeah. I find following, um, you know, like the, um, fit, the fitness um, experts and whatnot on social media helps as well. I remember one real quick, one uh, Thanksgiving, I was like, I ain't going to no gym today. And I happened to scroll down Instagram and I saw someone there. I was like, man. And I'm going. <laughs> anyway, uh, Corey, what about yourself? Um, basically, to piggyback off what they said, too, is just um, really sit down and focus and think about where your goals are, especially in uh, fitness-wise. Yeah. Uh, write them down um, and hold yourself accountable. It's all about discipline. It's all about accountability. At the end of the day, you're looking in the mirror. Um you're doing it for yourself. It's mm -hmm. not for anybody else. It's for you. And you, your biggest supporter, you're your biggest critic, everything like that. So you, you're only answering to yourself. So that's basically the motivation I, I give people. Yeah. Um, you can uh, follow me. My, my brand's Four Hitter, um, Four Hitter Fitness. Um, you can follow me on IG. Uh, it's for, at Four Hitter uh, Corp. Okay. And not, not cold. <laughs> Basically, everybody said it well, but I just believe one day at a time, set small goals. So if I ultimately want to lose 50 pounds, I'm not going to say I want to lose 50 pounds in two months. I'm going to say maybe I want to try to do the average of two pounds a week, stick to that, and then move from there. So it's just, um, you know, short goals. I absolutely believe in yourself. Never give up. You got to realize it's uh, a journey um, and a lifestyle. And what I love about fitness, it is uh, crazy. You know, like fitness is anything and everything that you can think of. So I just encourage people just move no matter what you do. If it's on the treadmill, if it's jumping rope, if you just want to watch a video um, for 10 minutes. And I find if people start moving and kind of getting a regimen of moving, then you kind of see their fitness level escalate. Mm -hmm. um, so, 
And how can we keep up with you? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Enochian Fitness. It's my name backwards. E-N-O-C-A-N Fitness on um, IG and um, Facebook. And my slogan is, I know I can. Absolutely. Listen, one, thank you all so much for taking time out your busy schedules to join us and to inspire us. And uh, we'll see y'all in the gym. More information on our guests, go to look in our bio, uh, look in the uh, bio of this video, and you can follow them on their social media sites and be inspired. We'll right back after Bye, this. guys. I'm going to follow you all so I can be inspired yes, some yes, more. Yes. again but it's just a dream although it seemed real and true the sight of you but I was wrong you are gone and I'm all alone I'm missing you soul weeps oh, oh, oh for the lifetime we planned see although my days flood with your memories so deep but at night they drown drown in the tears I cry to sleep I sleep for the dream for the dream because there it seems real and of you but I I was wrong because you're still gone and I'm all alone I'm missing you please baby 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 oh, oh. please come back to me I'm so sorry would you please just talk to me see I I'm messed up And I know you're fed up yeah. But we can't give up No, no, we can't give up
give up on, on the dream I'm down on my knees begging begging please please don't leave please don't leave don't you dare give up on, on the dream oh 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 I'm sorry
Welcome back to the Stephen I Show. Adam, how's it going? It's going great, Stephen. How are you guys? Cannot complain. Did you did you survive the social media, uh, you know, the shutdown? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I don't know if you guys use Facebook anymore. I don't really use Facebook anymore, I feel like. Uh, and I know you guys are a little older, so maybe you still use Facebook. But uh, <laughs> the youth of uh, the, us and the youth don't really use Facebook anymore. So uh, I, I didn't really you use it. I do do Instagram, so I did. I didn't notice the slowdown, but you know what? It's Mondays are slow anyway, right? So I feel like Not I didn't notice show. all this posting we have. Yeah. To do and all this. Oh wait, when do we? Like, we, we Sunday, are, Sundays and Mondays are my social media heavy days. Yes. Oh wow. Well, I guess uh, us in the youth and Thursdays. Because I tell you what, TikTok wasn't down. No TikTok went down. So we were we were living it up on the TikTok world. Um, <laughs> that's what they said they said they had memes saying everyone. All the uh, Twitter users looked at you all like, we on you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But no, in reality, yeah, I, I didn't really notice much. Uh, so. I did. I was like, it was funny because people said 100 times checking your uh, server and make sure it's, it's not you and your eyes. It's really social media. I was like, I took off my Wi-Fi and everything. I said, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Well, listen, I'll let y'all take away the movie reviews. Uh, sure thing. So I saw a movie that came out actually last month uh, called Free Guy. And this is the uh, Ryan Reynolds film where he is a bank teller who realizes that he is a non-player character or NPC in a video game. Uh, so it's kind of an action adventure movie where he starts to realize that, you know, the same thing happens every day in this game. And it's kind of like a Grand Theft Auto style world where the bank gets robbed every day and he's just going through his routine. And he finally realizes that this is something's a little off and something's different. And he gains access to this knowledge that he's living in a game world. But it's really more than that. And it's hard not to spoil what's going on. He really doesn't realize he's in a game world until later on in the movie. Uh, but 
basically what happens is he's this character and he's noticing different things and characters in the real world are interacting with with him in a way for him to start to kind of put, put piece these things together and uh, it's it's a pretty fun story it's one that kind of it, it delves into this like topic of like okay so if ai becomes real how do we address it what to do with it uh and all these things along with it but uh it's a fun one it's available for a rental beginning at the end of this week. Uh, but if you want, it's on streaming at the moment for purchase. Uh, and again, I, I don't really want to give away too much for people who are going to watch it. I will say this though, if you're not really a big, on, if you're not a big gamer, if you're not uh, someone who's played Grand Theft Auto or any of those kind of World of Warcraft online games, this, you know, some of the topics might get a little lost on you. But otherwise, uh, you know, it's a fun adventure. Ryan Reynolds does a good job. A uh, bunch of other care, uh, actors, Joe Keery, who's in Stranger Things, is in it as one of the uh, IT people. Uh, Takai Watiti is in it as kind of the owner of this company that makes the game. And um, there's a lot of fun adventures in it. So definitely, if you're looking for something like that, I will say this is one of those movies that did look like it would benefit from the big screen. There's a lot of awesome visuals and like fun things going on in it. But again, if you see it on the small screen, I don't think you'll lose too much. Okay. Um, I am a big Ryan Reynolds fan. Does he deliver Ryan Reynolds in this film? Is he? Is he? He does. It's all. It's odd because I thought it would be a little funnier than it was, and it wasn't. Okay. It didn't hit like the cylinders of as funny as I thought it would be. And, and okay. I guess it's different because you know we expect Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. We pe- we expect him as Pikachu. He's done all these crazy roles, and when he plays like the straight laced bank teller, it's not. Again, it just something is not. I mean, he does a great job, but he's just not as funny as I was expecting it to be. Gotcha, gotcha. So I saw a few films. Uh, first film I saw was uh, it's called Queen Pins, and it stars Kristen Bell, Kirby Howell Baptiste, Paul Walter Hauser, and Vince Vaughn. Uh, I will honestly say the reason that I saw this film was because Vince Vaughn. Anything Vince Vaughn is in, I'm going to watch just because I just like his sarcasm. I like his way. He's just so <laughs> sideways it, funny. He's just, I don't know. I just like Vince Vaughn. He's ignorant sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he doesn't disappoint in this movie. Uh, he yeah. plays a postal inspector who is investigating crimes of coupon fraud. Kristen Bell and her partner, Kirby Howell, basically get on this coupon racket and they start selling uh, buy one, get one free and free coupons where they accumulate millions and millions of dollars. And Vince Vaughn is on their trail. It is hilarious. I wouldn't necessarily say you have to go to the movies to see this. This is, you know, you can see this at home. Uh, I do believe that you can stream on... um, the early streaming for this okay um but definitely check it out it's, uh, it's, it's it looked go good it, I, yeah i saw that and i was like okay this seems like a fun premise of coupon and and, and, and and kristen bell is nothing to sneeze at herself she's she's mm-hmm. funny in her own right um she's she's had pretty successful comedies you know in her career and so i kind of trust stuff that she's in and she also executive produces project so you know kudos to her nice. for getting this out there and Definitely check it out. It's entertaining. Uh, the big 
long awaited The Many Saints of Newark. It's the movie which prequels The Sopranos. Mm -hmm. It did not disappoint. I was very pleased. I was very, very impressed about the casting. They cast the perfect people for these roles to the point where I immediately after I watched the movie, I went into the pilot of The Sopranos just to compare. And (laughs) they got it dead on. Um, It stars Ray Liotta, Michael Gandolfini, who is, uh, you know, related to James Gandolfini, Mm -hmm. and uh, Vera Farmiga, who is unrecognizable as uh, Tony's mother, a younger version of his mother in this film, Uh, and Alessandro Nivola, who plays Uncle Nicky, and Leslie Odom Jr. Shout out to Leslie Odom Jr. because I've seen him in a few things um over the past couple of years and he's been his 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 variance is great he's very eclectic he is a great character actor and if he is not already starting to do it he's a good candidate for egot i hope he pushes and he achieves nice. it. he's very talented uh, i highly recommend it i do believe from what i got from this film that there are going to be more films from different perspectives of different people in the past. Okay. So I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this and I'll tell you why. When the film starts, they're in a graveyard and they're going by tombstones and you can hear the rattlings of the people that are dead about their past. And they happen to just land on, um, uh, um, what's his nephew's name? Maldasado? Um, oh, Christopher. Hmm. They land on Christopher. And, ah. But they pass, they pass other relatives on their way to Christopher and they're talking too. They just happen to land on Christopher. I actually watched it twice. And so when I watched it the second time, I was like, ah, there are going to be more movies telling different versions, you know, from the perspective of other mm-hmm. dead people that are dead, their version of what happened in the past. That's, what, that's my take on it. It may not be true, but from the opening, that's what I got from it. Very artsy. Check it out. Tell me if you think the same. You can tweet me. And I took a look at BMF on stars. Now I will say this, I started not to simply because I'm a little tired of these type of shows. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of seeing people of African-American descent, um, being rich, being uh, thuggy, being bullies, being tyrants, uh, selling drugs to their own people, um, tearing down other families for the sake of gaining money, power, or fame. I'm sick of those type of movies. But something told me to check it out, and I checked it out on the strength of Tasha Smith, who's from my hometown. I, I'm, a, I'm a personal fan of hers. She directed it, and I just wanted to see and support, and I did. Um, this is a 50-cent project. It did not disappoint. I was not upset. Yeah. So BMF is a solid project. Definitely check that out. Um, The story is great. It stars uh, Wood Harris and Steve Harris, if you didn't know that they're brothers. So the the guy, Wood Harris, from The Wire is brother to um, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, the husband that was in the wheelchair. They're brothers, if you didn't know. Um, Russell Hornsby and Lala's in it. And... Demetrius Flannery Jr. is in it, who's related to Big Meech from Chicago, 
this is his relative playing in this story about their family's life. I saw two episodes. The episodes are solid. It's a really solid story. Definitely check it out. And I'm going to shout out uh, my Twitter follower, um, Brian Basher. Brian Basher, sorry. Uh, he told me to check out this show on Netflix called Squid Game. Everyone's talking about Squid Everybody's Game. Everybody's talking about it. I want to yeah. watch it. I started watching it, but I had to stop watching it because there are subtitles and it was late. I don't mind watching things with subtitles. I just can't do it when I'm tired. I get frustrated and I get angry. So we're going to revisit this this weekend when I have more energy and I'll let you know. But everybody's talking about Squid Game. Mm -hmm. So I want to see what the hype is about. Me too. Uh, I've been brushing up on my Insecure because Insecure starts this month on the 24th. It's the mm -hmm. final season. Mm -hmm. Shout out to uh, uh, Princess Penny, friend mm -hmm. of the show. And um, there is an awesome show on HBO. It's really adult, though. Really, really adult. Which It's called uh, Scenes from a Marriage. And it stars mm -hmm. Oscar Isaacs and, it's, and Jessica Chastain. And it really goes in depth and dissects what goes on within a marriage, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And like I said, this is really adult. They talk about really adult things and there's some really graphic things that happen in the show. One of the things that they do upon each opening scene is that they bring you into the scene from outside of the set. So Basically, they're giving you a behind the scenes footage as it leads into going into the set. I actually have so much more respect for these actors when you see how they arrive into character. So for example, they're offset and you're walking, the camera's behind the principal actor as they're walking to set, going over their lines, flipping through just before they say action. So they get on, they get on their mark and they say action and that's how it starts. Every episode is like that. And they do it from different perspectives. I think the one, uh, this most recent one, they're in the car with Jessica Chastain and she's like getting into character, looking through her notes and she gets out the car and she jumps into character and that starts the scene. It's very interesting. Definitely check it out. It's very powerful. And again, it's very adult. Children should not be watching this. And that's all I have right now. All right. Nice. I just want to shout out um, 911 Angela for episode three, I think now. So great. Um, right now, this guy, so last season, she was attacked by someone she was on the pursuit for. He really beat her up when she was hospitalized and everything. Well, he was, goes to trial, he represents himself. And somehow he break he escaped from um, from the courthouse, and so they thought they had caught him. Um, he had gone to his attorney's house, and but what happened is there's a lot of these women who, you know, you know, people get locked up for like serial killers, and then they have all these fans who want to marry them. All this, mm -hmm. all these women, R. Kelly, mm -hmm. all these women were trying to do that, and so the the, the police officer not. Angela Bassett, but her counterpart goes to his house, goes to arrest him, and the lawyer slits his throat while he's while he's arresting him. So he's on the loose. Well, the season two, I mean, episode two ended where um, Angela Bassett's boss reminded her, "You're a victim too." Mm. So he has kidnapped her son, mm. and so that's where we are tonight. 
Also, I want to shout out Big Brother. We have our very first Black winner, Xavier One. Um, rightfully so. He played the game great. Um, it's funny because now they're out the jury, the people that got voted out. And so they're on Twitter. <laughs> they're getting attacked. Like some people that we really just didn't like anyway. They're getting attacked. <laughs> they are getting, I feel bad for them. They are getting attacked. Uh, that's I, good. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, Steven, um, so Tamar doesn't count that she won Big Brother? She's well, black. no, because that's a spinoff. So the, the actual oh. Big Brother, that's, that's Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother. This is okay. actually, this is Big Brother. 21 okay. seasons, 21 years, no black winner. Now we have one. Um, okay. And um, and they, they really celebrated too, like the show did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they recognized it, which I appreciate. Also, the morning show is back. It is just so great. I mean, episode three last Friday, episode four this coming Friday. But yeah, a lot of great stuff to watch. But listen, we need to wrap. Guys, thank you so much for letting us know what to spend our time and our money on, what not. And we will talk again next Monday. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right. Right back up Good this. night. <laughs> I do not make music for bitches, bro. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Guess you better keep your distance. It's six feet like I lost two inches. Drink a water tall in my fine quenches. Give youth gap tooth, no easy dentures. Just had to mention, like them pipelines can maybe bob so listen, huh? Oh, is that you missing? Nice broad, dope cars, yes, a massive interest. But right bars to stop walls, cause the cash is missing. Don't turf more, drip poor while you catch is hissing. Max description, kinda black and gifted. Sorry I be acting different. No specs, but I seen life through a pack of lenses. Grown thugs, ghost slugs, the old slacks and benzes. I know enough from both sides, so just smash the fences. Go grease the chariots to make it fair for who I got a fair against. Standing bare like the ones preparing for the revenant. It still ain't want no metal shit. And now I'm trying to metal shit for pennies quick. Got my dogs jumping cause the pennies lit. This penny thick. Took her out to Denny's, ate plenty split. Mad I paid the simp while she just got the hanging hiss. It's cool you hate we kiss like five percenters in them eighties. Banging on my chest, no baby is. No need to save the kid cause he ain't grow up round where them bangers live. Gets to be the token, but a joking, he gon' make it big. I ain't even 25 and stayed in over 80 cribs No MTV, just hella greasy, yeah, scrape the lift Grateful every play I get, and all the mates who hate I spit Picasso, but vital how I weigh my wrist No top jockey, so I hate the disc And if you take offense, I told you what to do with it Don't know, then let it play again Let it play again Y'all, this your boy Bobby V kicking it with the homie Steven Knight on the Steven Knight Show. My new single, Love That Shit, featuring my new artist, Zan Man Trippin', Santo Silva, right here. Love That Shit, Veltri Music Group. Let's get it. Welcome back to the Steven Knight Show. Now it's time to highlight our Black-owned business. Tonight we're highlighting House of Amaima. Excuse me. It's a uh, branch... uh, it's, it's the brainchild of the mother-daughter duo, Rebecca Henry and Akua Shabaka, who uh, use fashion as a lens to celebrate and tell stories that explore 
the traditions and customs of African-Americans. The brand recently won $5,000 grant in a design competition hosted by uh, Fred Seagal and the Black in Fashion Council. So check them out. There'll be a, uh, a link in, in the bio of this video. I just wanna thank our panel for joining us tonight. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and thank you for listening and watching tonight. Have a great week and we'll talk again next Monday. Good night. Tonight is all eyes on me. Everything's gonna be all